And that brings us back to that soccer story of yours of like why it felt so bad to not like kind of get that attention from the coach and that challenge from the coach and stuff. Yeah. But I also think that sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that was loud. Is that thunder? It's getting darker in here. There's a rainstorm coming in. I got to get a light in a second for the next one. Well, it's ominous. It's an ominous mood for this point. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Please excuse my ADHD. Um, it's God punishing oh God. you. Oh, no. This is God. I'm sorry. I'll finish it on time. I'll finish it on time. You, I just forgot. You lazy Busty. fool. You you always procrastinate and you're always late. <laughs> yeah, what was, is that was, wrong was, with you? Rusty barking. <laughs> um. Anywho. You see what I mean? You got to be crazy. It's too late to be sane. You got to go full tilt, Bozo. You're only giving a little spark of that. If you lose that, you're not the tension. Pay attention. Don't ever lose that. Because it keeps you alive. All right, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about ADHD as an excuse. Sometimes it's using this excuse and how that gets in the way that ADHD is a reason, but it's not an excuse. So this episode is called Please Excuse My ADHD. We're going to talk about this in all the different contexts that it happens in. Relationships, personal life, whatever. All in this one Everything. episode. Cover <laughs> Everything it all. Everything in 45 minutes. I'm going to go grab my time timer. Here's your time timer ready? Yes. And you need to be keeping this time timer close, Stephen. This is your excuse. Please excuse my ADHD real quick while I grab my time timer right. that I should time have had timer. on hand. Mm-hmm. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Hold on. Let's roll it back for a second. You said something. I missed it. Something about a time don't timer. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. It's all Sorry, good. I was putting my headphones on and couldn't hear you. Yeah. All right. So um, you'll, hear, you'll hear it on, on post. <laughs> my time timer set to 40. Let's Great. go. Let's, Let's go. do this. So... Please excuse my ADHD. Aaron, have you ever used your ADHD as an excuse? Me? Who? Yeah. Right. I know. No. Once. Just like once. No. I know. I never. Once. One time? No. Just once? Of course. Yeah. You're so good. Of course. Oh, man. That yeah. was a change. Yeah. Well, that was no. a flip. No, of course. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, I think usually, so time management issues are a big thing with ADHDers and I'm no exception. And I think sometimes you have, or we, I would say as ADHDers have this overestimation and this, this confidence of we can do it all and we can get it done in just 15 minutes or Mm -hmm. I'll be there right at the time when it's uh, supposed to be happening. And (laughs) we have this, this inability to really actually plan or account for a lot of the the things in life that come up, all of the the stuff, the traffic, the time it takes to get ready, the putting on your shoes right. that takes the extra five minutes, the finding your keys when you lost it, Tuckman's, all those kinds of things. Door to door example, right? Ari Tuckman's door to door example. When we look up on Google Maps how long it takes to get from our house to the restaurant, we see fifteen minutes and we think, great. I'm going to text my friends. I'll be there in 15. And we don't accommodate for finding the keys, mm-hmm. getting in the car, starting the car. How mm-hmm. about locking your front door before you go to the car? 
taking the car out of park into drive and driving to the restaurant. Now you have to find parking. <laughs> so that 15 minutes suddenly turns into 30. So you look on Google Maps and you yeah. see, oh, it's 15 minutes away. Okay, I'll be there in 15 minutes. You shoot that text off and yep. then you start getting ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Wait, and then it takes better. you 15 yeah. minutes to get yeah. ready. And then, and then you jump in the shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be there in 15 minutes. Google Maps said 15 minutes. But does Google Maps know that I have to shower and then I have yeah. to change and then I have to brush no. my hair and then I have to find my car keys and then I have to get in the car and then I have this yep. red light right outside my house that mm-hmm. is always there. At <sighs> all. No, it's huge. So, yeah. So, uh, uh, Tuckman always says if ADHDers would have way less of a problem if, you know, teleportation existed. You could click a button and you'd be there. Immediately. So, yeah. So, we use ADHD as an excuse, and I think we'll get further into this this discussion. We may get a, a little more personal and more vulnerable about, like, when we've done that and felt uh, self-conscious about doing it, when we know well, that we're you, pulling the card. I'll give you a recent example. I have I have one as well, so go ahead. Okay. So, I, we, I have a dog named Rusty, mm-hmm. and he's very quiet. He doesn't bark. Very polite yep. dog. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It doesn't, doesn't really bark for a dog. I mean, he'll bark when it's a, a UPS man banging at the door or something, but that's about it. He doesn't really bark for his own needs. So sometimes... Wags his tail like a champion, though. Yes. He's a very yeah. sweet dog. But I'll let him outside, and I'll be multitasking. I'll be doing the dishes. I'll be on a phone call. I'll be doing something, right? I'll be multitasking. You know, Rusty's got to go out, go pee, yeah, and I will forget to let him back in for like days no not for days (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad i'm just playing so like for like a couple hours right so recently i i had done that and alicia like typically goes to bed a little earlier than me which is my wife so she went to bed earlier and all of a sudden i hear her yell down where's rusty (laughs) i'm like and I forgot him outside because oh, I was no. doing stuff like putting in the yeah. laundry or doing something else. And yeah, of course, the working memory, I was thinking, yeah. And so, of course, I, I'm, you know, my first impulse is like, oh, well, I I meant to. And, and, you know, trying to make all these excuses about what happened. And, of course, it doesn't work. Right. It's like, yep. yeah, you just forgot. And I'm thinking to myself. Am I going to, like, leave the baby on top of the car as I drive? Like, I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, I've been there, too. I, w- I just got back from Sacramento where one of my best friends, who is a father, he is the new father. The child is two months old tomorrow. This friend of mine, David, is far more organized than I am. And he invented TST, which stands for Tanti standard time. <laughs> that is from the years that we've worked together. And I would text him, Hey man, I'm going to be online in an hour. And he would say an hour or TST, like an hour in TST. And you know, it, it, I'm going to start using would, this. He would know oh, you can't full, full right. Because it, it took, it took on, uh, uh, it took on by storm. And now it's been used to refer to my sister who's also uh, ADHD. Her twin brother is not. And uh, TST took on, took on by storm. Taunty Standard Time. Taunty Standard Time. International Taunty Standard Time. ITST. So how does Taunty Standard Time compare to the real time? So uh, it's very erratic. It's context specific. Uh, my, my ADHD excuses are 
by and large time oriented, time management oriented, usually. I think many of us could say the same. Uh, it usually has to do with impulse control, trying to cram too many activities into a solid chunk of time. Uh, uh, not only Tuckman, but many other psychologists and neurologists and psychiatrists discuss this time dilation issue, right? Mm -hmm. So what we, we have a real struggle with short-term and long-term. We have a really tough time delineating between uh, 15 minutes and a week from now, right? Uh, and because of that, we play it pretty fast and loose with the phrase, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm definitely to blame for and, for, and when is, and when is it okay to use ADHD as a reason or is or it an ever? excuse? Honestly, or, or, or is it Whatever. ever? I've had, I've had plenty of neurotypical and ADHD friends, both sides of the coin who, vehemently oppose using ADHD as an excuse. I've had coaches, teachers who said, I don't care if you're ADHD, you're, you're an adult and I'm going to treat you like an adult. And it might've been a little heavy handed. And at the time I was a teenager, there was a soccer coach who was like, I don't care. Hmm. I don't care if you're ADHD, you're an adult. I'm going to treat you like the rest of the, the, the teammates. And you are, you are a, a, a member of this soccer team and if you are flippant with rehearsal schedules, then I'm not going to play you. So he's like and essentially holding you to the same standards. He held me to the same standards, which in hindsight, respectable yeah. in real time felt like I was being singled out. Right. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, again, this was like a, a coach. So there was a lot of taunty and excuses and, ex you know, they like to rub it in, but taunting, in taunty, you know, taunting, taunting, Jesus, <laughs> that one hurt. That one stung. <laughs> well, no, but that that brings me to like this, this recent story that I experienced with a yeah. client that came to a parent support group. And uh, she mentioned to me, you know, her child was recently diagnosed and she basically was saying, well, I'm explaining to she's explained to me all these parenting techniques that she typically employs and was unsure now of whether or not because her child was diagnosed if it's okay to still mm. hold the child to these high expectations and to still parent in the same way that she's used to. And it was a really like eye opening question for me because I'm, I was thinking of course, like as a parent, knowing that your child is not just lazy or, right. or doing God, the it, worst, the worst phrase that we both hate. Exactly. Uh, we, laziness. we vehemently hate that phrase, but yeah, if you're thinking, well, my child is just so lazy or my child is just incompetent or I tell him five times and he's not listening, is that because he doesn't care, he doesn't love me, he doesn't whatever? And it, and once you understand that it's ADHD and that ADHD is affecting that child's executive functioning abilities to be able to hold those directions in working memory or whatever it is to respond to you in kind, then it brings a whole other perspective onto this. Right. But right. at the same time, like, how do you treat, like, what do you do when, right. when your child is newly diagnosed with ADHD and do, do you change your expectations to, to think about oh. how to adjust for ADHD? Do you, mm. what, what do you comment on or what is or it? What's within in an adult their control? relationship? In, a, right. in, a, in, a, in an adult relationship, in a business partnership, in a romantic relationship, with for someone who doesn't have ADHD, 
where do you draw the line for accommodation versus what my coach did, holding you to the same standards that they hold themselves? Yeah. So accountability and accommodations versus letting someone off the hook because of their symptoms or their their brain dysfunctions or whatever it is. (laughs) I can I I it just when you said letting them off the hook, I was reminded by my nine closest friends from high school who still are a group. And I just, I just got one of those like flashes of how much rope they've given me (laughs) over the last like 20 years. And they figured it out, you know, like on their part, none of them are ADHD. And, you know, my friend David is not from that group, different group, but he created TST. I'm sure they have their own phrase for it. You know, they have their own, um, label for that's just Stephen. When, when do we accommodate and when do we draw the line? Yeah. And for this, so for this parent, what I said to her was, I was like, look, the best approach. And I tell this to a lot of the clients that I work with coaching clients I work with. The best approach is not to lower your expectations. So ADHD is an excuse to not Mm meet those expectations or to not succeed to the same level. You don't want to lower it down and say, oh, okay, well, they have a disability or they're not capable now. So we need to go easy on them. Poor you, poor honey, poor (laughs) baby, right? That, no, that gets someone into a victim mentality. It can be very detrimental to their self-esteem. Right. So instead, no, hold them to the same standards as everyone else but also have a bit of empathy to their lived experience and realize and educate yourself about what is and isn't part of ADHD, what is and isn't within their control based Mm. on their current functioning. For example, if if someone, if one of my clients is making an excuse for something, I can't do this. Right. Okay. Is it because you don't know how to do it? Mm. Or you don't want to. Not knowing how versus not wanting, avoiding something, procrastinating on it. That, those are two very different things. And you should be able to tell the difference, right? So like you should. As a parent. Like, I don't, I'm struggling. I, as a parent, as a partner. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, You can see the course, urgency to try and do it the right way or the correct way. And you should be able to delineate between that and someone who's being apathetic or being... Right, who's actually legitimately being lazy <laughs> as opposed yeah. to struggling with a with a, a brain fart or when they give you that look that's like, I don't know why I forgot the dog outside. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really didn't mean to. I no, swear. yeah. Like, I swear that was an accident. I swear, honey. Yeah. yeah I love yeah, yeah, our dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you exactly. Don't care about exactly. Our dog. This is not indicative of my feelings towards Rusty. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the the parent or the partner or the colleague or whoever it is needs to think about what is within this person's control. Do they just need some extra guidance, support, accommodations? Do they, do we need to run through this again to help shore up their their abilities here or And what did you do it? with this client? Well, so I I said, "Look, you're doing exactly what you need to do. You're actually her her gut instinct was right because okay. she she was actually she's actually ADHD herself most likely oh. she's never diagnosed but as we were talking and everything she's like oh my god that's me I see this in me and all this so it really became clear that like 
she identifies strongly with, with a lot of the symptoms that her daughter's going which, through. Which is cannon fodder for empathy. For right. empathizing with the kid. Exactly. But again, like I, I tried to tell her that, look, you are on the right track here. And it doesn't mean that you have to lower your expectations because your child has a diagnosis. You can have ADHD and also have high expectations, and there is no problem with that. And actually, right. moreover, what I would say and what I do say to clients is that having high expectations is what pushes the ADHD to excel. That yes. if, as soon as you start letting yes. up on that gas pedal and say... It's detrimental. It's so detrimental. Yeah, you have to set the bar high or else the yeah. person just just like, okay, I can get away with mediocre or I don't need to try, or I don't need to find a strategy and an approach to problem solve this issue that I'm going through. I can just sit back and say, oh, yeah, it's because I'm ADHD. I forgot, uh, you know, who cares? No. If if I can soapbox, but mini soapbox, like a hand soapbox. um, Hand soapbox. Like a hand soapbox. For me, it always reared, that that element that you just highlighted, reared its ugly head in sports, Hmm. athletics. Um if I was ever relegated to JV or if I was put in a group that was uh, slower or, or just they needed more time physically, it was just athletics, I never excelled. I, I totally tapped out 100%. There was no drive. There was no challenge. There wasn't anything to bite into. There wasn't something interesting. And I didn't know what it was until I got older and I could, I could label it. I could point to it and, and discuss it. But essentially, if you want to hold my attention, give me something to work out. Give me a puzzle. Give me something that I can't crack mm. with one with one try. And I had actually, unfortunately, that same coach who in hindsight was giving me more accountability was uh, the sole reason that I was relegated to captain of the JV team my junior and senior year he himself told the varsity coach, Steven's not ready. He makes excuses. He's not mature enough. It was actually a very sour note mm. in my final years as a soccer player because this coach said, nah, he's not mature enough. Mm. And I begged and I pleaded, you don't understand. I'm not going to get better if you keep me here. I'm not challenged enough. If I'm not challenged, I'm not going to get better. I'm bored. And when I'm bored, I tap out. And the same thing happened in martial arts. Years later, I joined a martial arts club in mm-hmm. New York. And when I got private instruction, one-on-one instruction with a, with a teacher, obviously someone who's levels ahead of me, that one-on-one contact with someone who is exponentially more skilled than I am, mm-hmm. I learned so much so quickly and retained that information instead of when I was in group classes where there are a bunch of levels, varying levels, all in the same room, doing kind of a, uh, what is it, a melange of of activity. Yeah. Focused, diligent, challenging work is, is crucial for ADHDers. Crucial. Or else they will tap out. And, and yeah. And I, I think that from what I've seen from you is that you need that competitive drive right. to succeed you need something that the stimulates that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right in our in our previous episode with the on point yeah. owl which yeah. i w- can bring back if you <laughs> get off point do not worry the on point owl is still I hate here that owl. i hate that owl 
he's sneaking he's around there. the edges. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that owl. Uh, but no, but that's, that's it's a great, it's cute, but it's a perfect uh, micro example, right? Micro example of flipping on that challenge, that competitive switch, which I think exists in a lot of ADHDers. I'm not, it's not unique to me. Did you feel that ever? Art, athletics, et cetera. Yeah. And that is, that is actually a coaching strategy I use with people all the time. It's, oh yeah. If, yeah. Cause if you can say, how do we make this task that seems so burdensome and hard and painful, how do we mm. translate this activity, whether it's writing a paper or what studying or doing your bills or processing those, those expense reports or whatever it is that is like bringing you down and you, and you avoid at all costs. How do you make that into a game? How do you challenge right. yourself? And if you can, if you can, if you can set up some kind of accountability, if you can say, we're going to both get our taxes done today, I'm going to call you at three o'clock. You and me both need to do this. Let's do this. Let's get on the phone yeah. together. Who can do it let's, faster? Yeah. Let's like, see go. who can do their, their <laughs> taxes the fastest. I bet I can yeah. beat you and do this in an hour. Oh yeah. yeah we'll you're see. on. We'll see. All of a sudden, all of a sudden there's two ADHD adults crushing their taxes. <laughs> exactly. So it's not that you can't do it, right? It's no. Half the time it's getting started. And the other side of it that we're really dealing with today. Motivation? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's also not believing in yourself enough to, mm. to just do it. Like if you don't mm. know, if you, if you know that you can do it, but you're allowing yourself to make excuses and you're convincing right. yourself that you just can't do it, that's a problem. Right. And, and that is something that maybe if this is even generational. We were told these messages of, oh, you're sweetie, special. honey, you're special. You can be anything you, you want to be. You can be anything you want to be. Your needs. Reach for the stars. Yeah, your Everyone needs gets are. Everyone a trophy. <laughs> yeah. The participation <laughs> trophy. The participation trophy. I'm sorry. I'm an extremely liberal person. The participation trophy was a massive mistake. Huge mistake. ADHD aside. Mike Birbiglia just last night did a whole thing oh, yeah? about that. It was like... Oh, what was his bit? Basically like, so, you know, participation trophies. And he, but, he, but he basically took the other way around. He's like, what's wrong with it? So the world is, is cruel and childhood sucks to begin with. And now... What? So the, so people were nice to you sometime? Like, why is that a problem? Because society once, was yeah. nice once <laughs> when you were a kid. So what? what's the big deal? You have your whole life to be shit on by like that kind of thing. That's perfect. That's great. That's great. No, Someone but was it, nice it to does, you once. That's true. It does like... It has an effect. It has a profound long-term effect being told, I believe this I so deeply being told on repeat like a broken record for 18 years that you're special. You can be anything you want to be. You're perfect. You're everything. Listen, praise and support is crucial from parents mm -hmm. in any activity, whether academic, artistic, athletic. Yeah. You need support. You need love, but you also need frankness. You need honesty. You need yeah. realism because for ADHDers, we when the pressure's taken off, we don't we don't rise to that occasion usually. Yeah, we, we need, need the push past yeah. our comfort zone. No, I I believe you can do better. I know you. Yeah, can. when someone says, um, uh, uh, "My favorite." No, um, I tried. Phrase, I did everything I could. Right. 
no, I believe you can do better. And next yeah. time, let's figure out how you can. Or, oh, I like that. Say that again. I know you can do better. And next time, let's figure out how you can. And let's this, and, and this is actually one of the pieces of advice I gave to that client that came in, mm. that mother who was struggling with what to do with my daughter. And I said to her, I said, look, the message I want you to do, I think I like praise, yeah. but, but she was praising everything. Honey, that's a beautiful picture that you made on your iPhone. And honey, that's such a great thing. And oh my God, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're special and all these things, right? And that's the positive parenting strategies yeah. that have like are everywhere these days. But yeah, the problem with that is that's not honest all the time. You can't right. be the greatest and the best and the most talented of anyone that's ever lived and then uh, get in the real world and the real world doesn't think that. No. So no. what parents can do, and this is actually something that uh, they do in, in the military, Marines, who are training to be elite. Where ADHDers statistically do very well. Right, because there's structure. What I've read in her, there's yeah, structure and of, there's discipline. Very rigid structure, but but immediate reward based on accomplishing a set list of tasks every day. There's a structure, and if you do it, a commanding officer, someone of authority, says, "Good job." Right. And then, or or yeah. or, but I think or, actually more to the point, I know they're not saying good to... job. There's no, a threat. Right. Yes. That yeah, that yeah, commanding yeah. officer is going to rim you out. It's an and expectation. The, and, the, and there's an expectation that you fold that sheet and you do everything yeah. and you wake up at 5 a.m. and you're running alongside everyone else and you are holding your weight. And if you're right. not, right. you're going to get called out. In the Marines, yeah. they actually have this, this kind of manner or policy or whatever approach to discipline and, and, and praise that they don't praise the strongest or the fastest, or the tallest, or the person right. that can do things the best, they actually praise the effort. They praise the person The who, MIP. What's, which is what? The most improved player versus the, exactly. most, the most... Versus the most valuable player. I read about this, and it's fascinating. Yeah, yes. they, they give praise to the most improvement not and the most, the highest performance. And they switched that policy, particularly because they saw millennials entering in and, and these people were, were kind of weak and, and lazy and were yeah. prone to quit and not, they weren't getting the best out of these, these cadets. And they were like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And they figured out that the best way to motivate people is not to praise the people that are naturally talented because of course they're they're good already, right? Yeah. But if you praise the people that put in the most effort, the guy that comes in last, but he put everything into it and and, and goes across that finish line and he's about to fall over, but he did it and he finished yeah. with all yeah. of his effort, that's the guy you praise. And that's the way to think about it for ADHD, for ADHD yeah. parents, for anyone out there is that yeah. we need to start praising the effort, not the abilities, not the natural talent. The work. The work, the process. So, so if your child is naturally talented at something, that's great, but that only gets you to a certain level. And this, right. and this mother, as I was telling her this, she goes like, 
oh my God, aha, uh-huh. <laughs> this brings me back to my childhood. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, uh... I, I was really great at ballet growing up. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I had a scholarship full ride. And her parents were like, we're going to pull you out because we can't afford this. And she's like, mom, I don't know. I know. I don't know what to do. So her mom went to this school and was like, we're, we're going to have to pull her out. I'm sorry. We can't pay for them. They're like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. She's Your great. daughter yeah. is like amazing. She's the best. She's yeah. like the best we've seen. Like we're paying for this. We're, we're, well, don't worry. The cost is nothing. Wow. We need her in here. Yeah. But what happened is she wasn't getting the attention. So as she was doing this, she realized that the corrections and the things that were getting said to these other, you know, ballet students were, was they were getting more and more attention and she wasn't getting anything. And so she felt left out. She felt like, why I'm trying so hard. I'm great. And why am I not getting any attention? So she Mm. quit. She Mm. quit. She left ballet. And then she just thought in that moment, she's like, shit, that's what that woman was was doing. That was that was the epiphany. That was she the hadn't epiphany. Thought about it that way. Yeah, she hadn't that, thought that that was oh, what her shit. coach was doing the entire time, was, was motivating through that tactic. And what she did was she realized in that moment, oh my god, I shouldn't have quit. I mm. should have, I should have kept going. And what if I realized? What if someone had stopped and told me, actually, you are the best and you're at the top, and that's why they don't have to correct you. That's why you're not getting attention because you're good. You're already good enough. And if you get the attention, that means that you've slipped. Mm. And, and moreover, why do you need the attention to still try your best to, to excel, to reach that pinnacle? Is it based on what other people think of you and that external praise? Because that's the thing that we're teaching kids these days is, do you mm. need that performance trophy? Do you need that external praise? Do you need something of by someone else comparing yourself to someone else or getting that external validation. And that's the thing we're not teaching kids is how to be internally motivated yeah. and have standards that you set for yourself. Cause every single person that excels and that gets to the top of whatever industry or sport or activity that they're in, it's because they don't compare themselves to everyone else. And they're not seeking to be the best musician or the best actor or the best painter or the best, whatever they are trying to be the best version of them and they're competing right. with themselves. They're competing with what they did last time, last yeah. year. Yeah. They they're watched, not competing with they, anyone else. They've reviewed, they've, they've looked at footage, they've looked at paper, they've watched, they've seen what they did. So many, so many uh, thoughts come to mind about just this uh, subject matter, not necessarily ADHD is an excuse, but uh, motivation and, and instilling uh, self versus self conflict and competition. Um, similarly, I had an ADHD actor in my thesis who uh, was one of the more important characters in my thesis. It was an ensemble piece, so everyone held their own weight, but he uh, had the very special role of interacting with the audience as well as the cast members. So he had kind of an upper echelon of responsibilities. And I was rehearsing with the actors who were mostly on stage and scene. And I forgot about him. I ADHD'd. I, I forgot about him because I gave him a, a, a list of rules to follow and actions to perform. And he went and did that out of my peripheral. And I worked with the people on stage. And one rehearsal, he broke down crying, just sobbing mm. during a note session. And I 
I, you know, it's a drama, it's a drama class. So I'm like, oh my God, honey, what's up? <laughs> like, what, what happened? And uh, we go into a private room. I have my assistant director take over rehearsal and he and I talk it out. And I'm like, what's, what is upsetting you? And he's like, you haven't spoken to me in almost three weeks. And I had months of rehearsal. I had forgotten to uh, praise him, criticize him, give him notes, critique anything, no contact. And he's ADHD, as, as ADHD as I am. And he had received no reward or attention or anything for almost 21 days of, of rehearsal. And I almost had a breakdown. I was like, we hugged it out. I realized like I... I did the very thing I hate done to me, to this person. And I said, listen, man, tomorrow I'm rehearsing with you alone. You and I are going to do a one-on-one -on -one session. My assistant is going to take over the, the rest of the cast. And but in that, in that instance, you, you ADHD'd out. You kind of forgot about him. I did. I versus, totally did. Versus it had been an intentional strategy. No, 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 no. That was not a strategy. No, that was not a strategy. And if it was a strategy, it was a bad one. It, that was that was a mistake. But it was a double ADHD whammy. Here's an ADHD guy who forgot about one of his crew, one of his cast, and an ADHD cast member diagnosed who wasn't receiving any attention or praise or reward. And the two forces met. And yeah. he broke down. He had nothing to hold on to. Well, <laughs> that, that's an important point because... When, when we as ADHDers are receiving feedback or doing something and expecting to get either praise or something from it, right? Some mm. attention from it. We yeah. oftentimes really crave that. We really want it. And when yeah. it's not given to us, we question, is it me? What's happening? Right. It brings up right. all these insecurities that bubble up to the surface. What am I doing wrong? Why am I not? Why, uh, why am I not speaking to me? Why, we go internal, like very, very, very. Uh, yeah, internal, and, and some of this is Stephanie because Stark we're talks about. sensitive to these criticisms and we're picking up on a lot of this stuff. But part of this is also that we need the external attention to keep our brains engaged, to keep us engaged in that activity, and that brings us we, back to that soccer story of yours of yeah. like why it felt so bad to not like kind of get that attention from the coach and that challenge from the coach and stuff. Yeah. But I also Sorry, think that Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was loud. Is it's, that thunder? It's, it's getting darker in here. There's yeah. a rainstorm coming in. I got to get uh, a light in a second for the next one. Let's get so, back to the excuse. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this actually goes yeah, right into that because excuses are because we're insecure or it brings up yeah. some, something in us that, that, yes. that isn't, insecure moment that we're either trying to save face or something because why aren't we yeah. honest right why aren't we just brutally honest like yeah i forgot i'm sorry it happened i, I didn't mean I don't to know, actually tell me <laughs> well i mean because that's a pretty sensible strategy right but oftentimes <laughs> the the most sensible yeah i have but, had less struggles just saying i screwed up yeah every time a lot yeah. of times people appreciate honesty, whether it's your parents or authority figures or your partner, right. people appreciate the honesty. Like, look, <laughs> it happened. I have no idea. It just, pff, my brain had a complete meltdown or a brain fart in that yeah. moment. And it just, I, I don't know. I'm as long as you're not apologize. repeating this offense yeah. three times a week 
every well, week at work. If this is something, if no, but yeah, if it's a repetitive if you're a responsible pattern, person, if you're a responsible person, you mean well, you're passionate. And well, we might, I'm, there may be a crack in this ice because ADHD inherently is a realm in which this behavior often gets repeated. And well, without, it gets repeated if you do not learn and are not aware and right. are not recognizing what right. it is that led up to that. And that self-awareness piece is crucial. If you can yeah. admit not only to others and be honest with others, you can be honest with yourself. So I that's... Will, I, I, the honest with yourself note, I really didn't like that coach. Still don't, actually. Um, yeah. As but a person, we, not a great But we person. don't always like but he, the most important teachers we have. Yeah. And the most important yes. teachers yeah. and relationships we have in this life are not those yeah. people that make us feel good and warm and fuzzy inside. It's the people that hold us to accountability. It's the people that sometimes challenge us beyond our means and see something in us that we don't see in ourselves in that current moment. And those people are our greatest teachers. Sometimes it's the people that are the most uncomfortable or rude or mean. And if you can learn to deal with those people and to push yourself to be better and be different and figure out and problem solve to figure out what you can do differently next time. That's the key. I think you nailed it. <laughs> I think you nailed it. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I, I don't, I won't, I don't think I'll ever like that person, but I needed that. I needed that seed. Oh, there you are. Nice. We were pretty close. We were like, what? 12 seconds apart, 15 seconds yeah. apart. Um, so I think that's wow. it, man. I think that was, yeah. that was a wrap. That's a good episode. Yeah. You see what I mean? You got to be crazy. Too late to be sane. You got to go full tilt, full loop. Because you're only given a little spark of that. We are attention. If you lose that, you're not attention. Pay attention. Pay attention.